0: People in the hallway should enjoy this. It's appropriate. It's appropriate because what are we doing? We're counting down to the, yes, yes, the Civil War. Thank you so much. You know? Uh, once again, it's just really, really weird when you're in a room full of people, and yet you just feel so alone. You know, you know what I mean? Maybe you do, maybe you don't. I don't know. Um, so, <laughs> finishing up, finishing up the countdown to secession. What is secession, anybody? Yes, that's right. When the Southern states leave the United States and form the Confederate States of America. So. We introduced a guy, John Brown, right? Who tells John Brown he has to end slavery? Who tells him this? That's right, Louis. Uh, An angel. An angel goes, flies in, tells him, hey, John Brown, you know, you're Jesus' brother. You are God's son. And it is your job to end slavery, okay? And so he's like, yeah, okay, no problem. We got that. Goes into Kansas, right? Basically does a couple of home invasions, not to steal, but to murder, Well, John Brown is going to be the uh, subject of our number three. Oh, man, we're getting there. We are getting there. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. At least one person can put their hands together in a motion that we generally call clapping. Yes. Ah, two people. This is good. I get worried. Okay. Harper's Ferry. So this actually, all right, I don't want to sound like a crazy person. Okay. Okay. However, I kind of think that this is a pretty damn good plan that John Brown is going to have here. Okay? Now, we talked about the caning of Sumner. It takes place in 1856. We talked about the bleeding Kansas It takes place in 1856, 57, 58. Now we're getting into 1859. All these things are happening in pretty rapid succession. Okay. John Brown's back. He believes he's God's messenger. He's got about 50 people with him. Now, the first time when he goes into Kansas, he only had about 20. That's why they were only able to kill five people, you know. So he's like, we got to do better than that. So he brings about 50 people with him, including his sons. Okay. Sons are, you know, upper teenagers, low 20s. And the idea that he's going to have, okay, is quite simple. He looks at a map. He says, all right. His belief is the only way you're ever going to end slavery is with force, right? Through power, okay? He says, who's going to fight? Like, really, like, like people were not at that point yet. Who hates slavery the most? Slaves. Slaves, yes, slaves. So he says, what I need to do is create a, basically, an army of freedom fighters comprised of slaves get them to go from plantation to plantation, killing the slave owners, slave owners family, and freeing, liberating all the slaves, okay? That's his plan. Now, step one of the plan is you need guns, you need guns. So he sees that there is a national armory, okay? A place where there are guns in a place called Harper's Ferry, Virginia. About 15 miles away from there, There is a large plantation of nearly 500 slaves. The goal is get the guns, get the slaves, give the slaves the guns, we have an army, we're going to liberate the slaves. Honestly, 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 not a bad idea, right? I mean, who's going to fight harder? Think about it, American Revolution, okay? What were people, who were the people who were fighting? The people who were fighting were people who were like, felt like they were under the thumb of the British, right? They needed help, right? Life was really bad. So, patriots, people who believed in freedoms and all this other kind of stuff. Here, says, hey, let's get them to fight. Let's get them, you know, no longer do they have to worry about slaves fighting, uh, treating them so terribly. So, they attack the arsenal at Harper's Ferry. Okay. Problem. Problem arises right away. So he divides his group. He takes about thirty people to go to the arsenal, about twenty people to go to the um, to the plantation to get the slaves, free them, get at least a few of them to come, arm them. Now we're gonna now now it's, it's gonna be on, right? It's gonna be a lot of fighting taking place. Problem number one, he goes to the arsenal. The pers- it's at night. The person who is basically the first guard that they come into contact with is a black man, a freedman, and they kill him. His whole idea is to end slavery, and he just kills a guy who was at one time a slave and is no longer a slave. Okay, you know, it's a, it, the guy just keeps on messing up, right? Remember when he goes into the Doyles' house? What was the problem that he had with killing the Doyles'? That's right. They didn't even own any slaves. So he's just like messing up again and again and again. So, so the first person to die is a freedman. Now, before this man is shot and killed, he wires, right? Because back then, no phones, stuff like that. Wires. Help, right? We need help. We're under attack. The person who was in charge of this, protecting this area Virginia, was a guy named Robert E. Lee. Have you ever heard of Robert E. Lee? Okay. Robert E. Lee in American history is known as probably one of the top three generals we've ever had. Major problem, he's going to fight for the Confederacy. <laughs> but at this time, there is no Confederacy. Robert E. Lee's issue is he believes he's more passionate about being loyal to Virginia, his state, than the United States, his country. Okay, But this is happening in Virginia. He says, what? Who? Somebody, somebody's attacking our arsenal? We got this. We're going to go and protect them. So he's going to get captured. He's going to get hanged, hung, whatever you want to say. He will become a martyr, right? This man will now become a martyr to the north, and he is the worst kind of a person. Um, One book that has been written about him is titled America's First Terrorist, okay? That's how the South will view him because he's using violence, like all kinds of like grotesque, horrible ways to prove his point, right? Again, in Bleeding Kansas, he doesn't just kill five people. As the story goes, he kills them, cuts them up into little pieces and leaves pieces of their body all over the place to terrorize people out of wanting to have slavery, right? Like, hey, you want to have slaves? This is going to happen to you. So that's the story, basically, of John Brown. There he is. He looks like he's totally fine, right? Nice guy. You hey, want to hang out? Uh, number two! Okay, so when it comes to American history, we're going to look at people's history. John Brown is a Example of people's history, right? You know how like sometimes they'll phrase questions with political, economic, and social, right? So this is, that's the social part. Now we're going to get a little bit into the political part. And we're going to talk about something called the Dred Scott decision. Okay. Now, if you want to understand how vile slavery really is, was, is, I don't know. Look at the Dred Scott decision. Okay, so who is Dred Scott? You've heard of, have you all heard of Dred Scott? I mean, I think it was in the homework, right, that you, oh shoot, you don't even have to hand in until today, right? I changed that. Anybody here not started yet? Come on, come on, to be honest, it's not even due yet. (laughs) Don't worry, the two of you are just the honest ones. (laughs) Okay, so. (laughs) The, the, look, again, that it's all going to help you, right? I, I feel every year, Nobody really pays as much attention until we're reviewing for a test. Um, if you really want to do well on your, on your midterm, and, and really, I'm sure you all do, uh, doing these things is going, it's all, I'm not trying to waste your time, trust me. It's, it's all really to help you and prepare you. Anyway, so Dred Scott, this man's a slave, okay? Now, let's see, do I have a map in here? I think I do. Let's get to the map. Yep. Okay, Dred Scott starts off down in New Orleans, right? New Orleans is right down here. Okay. He starts off down there. He's a younger man. Um, and he, uh, you know, he's like in his like, like 20s, basically. And he is owned by a family who has two boys. And basically his purpose for being a slave to this family was to be a friend and to be somebody for the two boys to hang out with, play games with them, basically do whatever they wanted to do. They want to go play a sport. He's going to go play a sport. them they want to build something. He's going to build something with them. He is like basically at the will of these two kids. Now, after the kids start to grow up, now again, this is how vile slavery is, right? You think, okay, so he's living with this family. No, they legitimately treated slaves the way we treat cars, okay? How many of you know your parents lease a car? You can own a car, you can lease a car. Anybody know your parents lease a car, right? I I lease mine, okay? What does that mean? I have it for four years, okay, and then I trade it in. Because after four years, you know, that's four or five, six years, that's when things start to go bad with a car, right? Slaves, they used to do the same exact thing. Have a slave for a few years, then once the slave, you know, maybe gets too comfortable, isn't working how they used to work, things like that, they would then take the slave, trade it in for another slave. Seriously, at slave auctions, this is the way that it works. So, the two boys grow up. There's really not much of a need for Dred Scott anymore. He is taken and he is traded away goes you know ends up really we're not really sure he gets bounced around from family to family um he ends up in missouri he ends up down in tennessee he goes back to missouri now here's what happens he's now older his owner in missouri decides to take him on a trip up to um minnesota okay it's a free territory it's free territory It goes to a free territory. Now, it says here, okay, all this. Look, closed to slavery by the Missouri Compromise. So there was never going to be slavery in this area. The owner takes him up there. The owner dies. The owner dies. So the issue becomes, is Dred Scott now free? He's in a place where slavery is not allowed, and there's not even anybody who could claim ownership to him. His wife tries to. But again, look, (laughs) I didn't do it. It's just American history. At the time, women didn't really own, were not permitted to own things in most areas. So she wants them, brought back. She says, I own them. Now, abolitionists by this time, okay, are starting to like back a lot of slaves who are suing for their freedom. This is happening all over the South. Slaves are suing for freedom. Slaves are suing for freedom. OK, in local courts and things like that, because it used to have something called lotteries where on a plantation within a town, in order to like kind of keep slaves calmer, they would hold these monthly lotteries where it'd be like, OK, well, you're going to pick the name, pick the name. This person is now free, right? Oh, yeah, sick. So then this slave is now a freed person. They can go wherever they want. But then oftentimes they were never freed. So they started to like sue based on this, okay? Abolitionists have put money behind it. So abolitionists, they're trying, they're gonna, they're gonna take up the cause, they're gonna, they're gonna free Dred Scott. He goes and he loses in the local court, okay? Now, one of the boys who he grew up with, or who grew up with him, is like, that is one of the best people I've ever known in my life. And if anybody deserves to be free, Dred Scott deserves to be free. Dred Scott had a wife and two kids who he was taken away from, right? He's like, we got to free this man and he deserves to have a family just like this kid was a kid now has grown up and has a family. So he decides, I'm going to go and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to basically help free him. I'm, he puts all of his money behind it, gets him a lawyer, all that in Missouri. He loses again, okay? Then it gets appealed and goes all the way to the Supreme Court. And here is what happens. Okay, Supreme Court rules that a slave is not a citizen. The Supreme Court, they don't want to be involved with it. Plus, we have another president named James Buchanan. James Buchanan is a Southerner. James Buchanan decides, I'm so sick and tired of all these slaves trying to sue for freedom. They're slaves. They shouldn't have this right to make all this commotion, basically. So he sends a letter to one of his friends who's on the Supreme Court. And he tells him, look, make this go away. I want you to make a decision that's gonna stop all these lawsuits. Now, first off, what's wrong with that? What is it violating? French. Sure, yes. So how many branches of government do we have? Three, Three. okay. We have the executive, chief executive is the president. and we have the judicial. They're supposed to be separate and independent. The president interfering with a court case is a total violation of separation of power and checks and balance. We just had yesterday articles of impeachment passed against, um, well, still President Trump. This would have deemed impeachment, but nobody ever does anything about it. You know, a lot of these things that took place way back when. So the Supreme Court, they say, you know, we don't want to make a decision, really. So we're just going to throw it out. So they dismissed the case, but you have to give a reason why you dismiss the case. Their reason for dismissing it, they say, a slave is not a citizen. A slave does not have right to bring a lawsuit forth. They said a slave is property, okay? A slave is property, and in the actual um, transcript of the case, the decision, they say a slave is property, and just as a cow and a table cannot bring forth a lawsuit, neither can a slave. Like, wow. Right? This is looked at as one of the worst Supreme Court decisions in American history, if not the worst. Because it really just like sets us back, right? Now it's like, wow. You know, any kind of advancement we were making towards maybe a little bit good? Nope. Not anymore. Okay? So the Missouri Compromise is now unconstitutional. Okay, so that's our number two. Are you ready? You ready? Number one. Number one, the last one, yes. The election of 1860. We made it, we're here. Three days of these notes, we've done it. Okay, I'm going to say that this takes place in the year 1860. Yeah, just a guess. Okay, we have Lincoln. He's up against a guy named Stephen Douglas. Now, later next week, we're going to talk about the Civil War. We're going to talk a lot more about Lincoln. The Lincoln... Douglas debates had happened in Illinois which is where they were both from and Lincoln lost. he kept on losing every time he was running for anything any kind of you know government He would lose lose and lose he says a lot of interesting things now Lincoln does not want to end slavery understand this in 1860 Lincoln does not want to end slavery in fact in one of his debates he says I don't like slavery he's like but I don't believe in the inequality of the races it's his words Lincoln's words he says, Do I want to see blacks and whites marrying? No. He's like, I, and he, he actually says, I don't want to live in a world where that happens. Yeah, Abraham Lincoln. Okay? So, this whole idea that Lincoln comes and everybody's afraid he's going to free the slaves is, is false. The issue, why they're afraid of him, is because he is a free soiler. Now, does anybody remember what free soilers believed about slavery? Nobody. Oh, yeah, that's good. <laughs> uh, they did not want slavery to extend Leave it You can't get rid of it But do not let it to extend to any other territories Or any new states Okay. Alright Lincoln promises, again, he's going to make no effort to end slavery However, Southerners just don't trust him Look, they had their boy in office James Buchanan Right. He goes so far as to interfere with the Supreme Court case They don't want to lose that Things are going their way So Here's the true issue with this election in eighteen sixty. We have four candidates. We've seen before. Whenever we have four candidates, do things work out well? No. no. Do you remember the last time we had four candidates? It was the election of eighteen twenty four with Andrew Jackson. He wins, but he doesn't win. Right? You were going to say that. I know. Right? I saw I just it. I wasn't sure if there was one in between. I couldn't tell if he was stretching. Uh, you know. It's all good, man. So four candidates, here we go. Ready? You have Abraham Lincoln, he is a Republican. The Republican Party by this time was a brand new party. He as a Republican, he's gonna get 40% of the vote. Stephen Douglas, he's a Democrat. John Breckinridge is a Southern Democrat. If they had not broken apart their party, right? Douglas was more of like a moderate guy. Breckinridge was more of a I don't want to say radical, but a little more radical. If you add 29 30 and 18, right? You'd have 48, way more than the 40%, but they broke apart. It is what it is. That is exactly how it goes down. So here's what happens. Lincoln is going to win. These are the states who vote for him, all the green ones, okay? He wins without a Southern electoral vote. Not one slave state votes for him. The South will then secede from the Union based off this. Does anybody know what state is the first one to go? Yeah, that's that's good. That's why you're in school, to learn. (laughs) It's South Carolina. South Carolina will be the first one. And it's immediate. As soon as they find out that Lincoln has won, South Carolina is like, all right, we're out. And it's interesting that South Carolina is the first because it's not the first time that they threatened to do this. They threatened to do the same thing when Andrew Jackson was president. Does anybody remember what the issue was? The tariffs. Yeah, there you go. Tariffs. That's right. They thought the government, again, was abusing them. Here's what I want you to understand. When you're in fifth grade, when you're in seventh, eighth grade and you learn about this, right? It's, oh, the civil war happens because of slavery. Not entirely true. The civil war happens because of something called state's rights. What does that mean? It means they believed these states that they had the right to no longer be part of the United States if the government was carrying out laws or doing things that hurt them and their people, okay? This idea goes all the way back to Jefferson and Madison when they made the Virginia Kentucky resolution where they said, hey, if the government makes a law that hurts our people, we have the right to nullify it. Does any of this sound familiar? Okay, good, good, good. Nullify it. Then it was the Alien and Sedition Act. Then it becomes the tariff issue. And now it's this. They say, look, we're obviously not represented in, in, in government here. The these southernmost state, aside from California, which you can see so far away, was Illinois, which is not in the south. That's the southernmost state that voted for him. So they say, based on states' rights, we are done. We're out. And that's it. And, that, that, and then the next thing you have is going to be the Civil War. All right? Does anybody have any questions yes how many people stayed in like the house of the senate for their states to Did they stay in at all what do you mean after the election did they stay in the house there's still like lawmaking and stuff going on oh the states that left yeah no once they decided to leave their representation was now nullified you know you know what i mean so like um how do I say this? Okay, so I'm part of the <laughs> Middle Island Teachers Association, okay? It's our union here. If I decide not, if I say I don't like the way that Longwood is, I don't, I'm, I'm out. I'm going to Sachem, baby. I'm going to Sachem. I'm going to go teach in Sachem, right? Now, no longer would I be able to meet in the meetings where they make decisions on what's going to happen for Longwood. you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, so that's, there you go. Good. Good question, though. Any other questions? No. Yes. Yes. <laughs> What was the act that Lincoln, um, like, he signed off on, like, you know, a couple years after the war started? The act, well, I mean, there are probably a lot. Uh, are you talking about the Conscription Act? DC, what? Emancipated slaves in D.C., was that during the war? Yes, yes, yes. yes. Okay, so he's going to do He's going to have a bunch, all right? So, like, once the Civil War begins, he's going to basically put uh, Maryland under martial law. He's going to issue a lot of executive orders, basically as a wartime president. Um, he's going to pass the first draft, which is called the Conscription Act, and then he's also going to do the. I think you're talking about the Emancipation Proclamation, maybe. Emancipation Proclamation. DC specifically. DC specifically. That I don't know. That I don't know, because yeah, Slate. Well, he does the well. So Washington DC wasn't really Washington DC as it is today. Uh, at that time, it was still a part of Virginia. Virginia was in the South, okay? The, the, the White House, where the president is, was literally in enemy territory. He was surrounded by the South when Virginia decides to become part of the Confederacy. Uh, so he was, he was doing things to basically stop Virginia from making any advancement towards him. So what he does is he says all slaves in rebelling states and territories are free. The issue with that, and that's the Emancipation Proclamation, the issue with that was that he didn't have the right to do that because they were no longer recognizing his authority. You know what I mean? Emancipation Proclamation, it's so funny. Again, you know, you're in fifth grade, they teach you about that. It's propaganda, but it works. It helps. It helps and it doesn't help. But we'll talk more about that when we talk about the Civil War. I don't want to confuse you all too much. Does that answer you, kind of? Maybe. I don't know. There might be something specific. I have to look that up. Anything else? Any other questions? All right. Uh, all right. So, everybody online tomorrow, so you have an assignment. The assignment is to watch a video and then answer the questions. We're going to do that in class tomorrow. So, you guys can you know, join with the meet. And we'll do it together. Or, obviously, if you could, you could do it on your own time. I, I gave you the link for the video and everything. So, that is that. All right. Anybody online have any questions? No. It's been, been a quiet, quiet, quiet day. All right. Well, then that. That is basically that. I hope you all have a a good day online because we are done for today.